Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben. Taylor Swift: The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. Join Reddit on Wiki every Monday and Friday for some of the most jaw-dropping stories Reddit has to offer. With each episode, John, Sean, and Josh meticulously curate the most engaging content from Reddit, transforming it into a podcast experience filled with laughter, awe, and sometimes disbelief. I, I bet. Get ready for a roller coaster ride of emotions with the most captivating stories from the corners of the internet. Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki wherever you get your podcasts. broken up <laughs> fantastic great great okay yeah you already, already look like you got no internet y'all already look like there ain't no internet oh my god she's oh. gonna be pixelated the entire show am i the that's horrible <laughs> that's what she gets she's down in ocean city everybody uh welcome to the hey Frage podcast we are your hosts i'm sarah frazier along with andrea lopez Comedy. She's down in Ocean City, you guys, probably not wearing a mask, not wearing gloves out at every <laughs> bar, getting a fucking grapefruit crush. And I'm so jealous. I want an update of what you're doing, but you are literally pixelated already. Am I really? Okay, because you look perfect. You look as clear as day. Okay, that's because I make everybody up here turn their internet off. Like when we go live, I'm like, enough. <laughs> Okay, I'm like, mom, boom, hit that, you know, hit it on airplane mode, sis. Okay, we do not need your internet on. That's the only reason. And Schman, he's down there watching all those soccer webinars. I'm like, Schmano, enough. Turn off that web. Turn off that web. I, I might even try to switch to my hotspot. Now, hopefully this won't die out on me. Oh, you're okay, going to switch? AJ is probably switching right now. We're going to try to get AJ here live and clear. Huge show for you guys. Uh, did you listen to the podcast on Friday? A lot of people have reactions to Cybersex Rex. So on Friday, I dropped an episode. And I uh, people are giving me heat, which you guys can always give me heat. It's fine. I, I enjoy hearing people's feedback. But I had put out, because AshleyMadison.com, the website... Um, had said that that having cyber affairs, people having cyber affairs in their home is up 300% during quarantine. How are y'all creeping with your significant other right there on the sofa? Or I don't know, maybe somebody's downstairs, you're upstairs. I don't know what you're doing. But anyway, 300% increase. So I put out on my Twitter, I wanted to talk to somebody having a cyber affair. So we, we dubbed him Cyber Sex Rex. AJ did killer on the audio because he wanted a voice changer, which we can give you voice change if you come on this show and you don't want someone to recognize your voice. So he dished on basically having a cyber affair. You thought he was a complete creep, right, AJ? Was I the only one? Okay, first no, off. It, no, I people thought so he was angered. like so slimy. You did. Oh, but you loved him, Sarah. You're like, oh my God, he's incredible. Love what you're doing. You're so <laughs> sneaky. I'm like, okay, why is she supporting this? 
Well, look, I don't support cheaters, but I thought he made good points in the episode. If you didn't hear the episode, it's like Hey Frage 492. It's the one that came out on Friday. It's called Cyber Sex Rex. Treat yourself. It's not safe for work. It's not safe for kids. But I, what I commended him about is didn't he give the playbook of how he's having an affair? Like he he yeah. gave every single detail, everything he does not to get caught, which it's like a laundry list of shit. Like the guy goes, he has, doesn't he have two phones? He cleans out one phone, like he completely erases it every single night. I'm like, dude, that is so much work. Exhausting. I was tired listening to the episode. I'm like, okay, you have to empty out. He's like, I don't like extra stuff on my phone anyways. I'm like, uh, I have texts from 2014. I don't, I'm not deleting it. <laughs> Me too. I go back. Old pictures, everything. He's cleaning out that phone every single week. He and, and what was the deal? Like he gets videos, but he won't send her videos. There were like so many elements to this story. He is having an, a cyber affair. Well, what started out as a cyber affair in his home with his wife, with his children there. Only then he breaks quarantine rules to go meet her in some parking lot in Maryland and have a hot and heavy affair. Like in person during quarantine, you could get the Rona. That was my favorite part. He goes, well, actually, I forgot to tell you. Two weeks ago, I did see her. I was like, what? <laughs> Minor detail, bud. Minor detail. You forgot to mention that. Yes. No, that was that was so good. Now, I, I got a good laugh out of that one. <laughs> uh, so if you want to just like dive into that. But no, I got a lot of messages and a lot of DMs on Twitter. Like, this guy is such a creep. Like, why is he married? And I did yes. press him on that. I did say, it doesn't seem like you really want to be married because you've given up all forms of communication with your wife. Essentially, he says his wife doesn't give him attention anymore, isn't freaky, like won't do anything freaky. And because they've lived together and had kids for so long, they don't even have these sex conversations. But that's what got me angry. He's like, I feel awkward in front of my wife. I'm like, what? You have had children with her. You shouldn't feel awkward with her. You should feel the most comfortable with her. I agree. I mean, that's the part that didn't make sense to me because if you're putting that much effort into cheating, I mean, this dude has two phones, clears one out, only accepts videos, doesn't send videos, going to meet up with her, uh, only talks to her between the hours of like nine and one. I mean, so many things, right? If you're putting all that effort in, don't you think if you put that attention and focus on your wife and like, I don't know, reconnecting that things would be just as hot and heavy? I do because he's doing a lot of energy for this for this relationship to work. Not were, with his wife. He was doing the most it was like way too much tragic to me as i was editing it i was like "Ugh." <laughs> people are on twitter like who is this guy oh my guys you should have yeah he dished it all so anyway you can listen to that on friday's episode we got a ton of pop culture things to talk about i want to know if you because of the two of us i would say you have a a more religious spiritual base than i do i mean i'm really working on mine but i am like half buddhist half catholic half jew i mean i've got like a million different religions going on in my head so i want to know like justin bieber came out with this big instagram message over the weekend saying that he wished that he had saved himself for marriage and had never had sex with anyone before and i thought to myself really really like to me i am now married and i think god i wish i'd had sex with so many more people <laughs> like i would love to be in the mindset and i love schman so much as you guys know i had the schmandalorian has been amazing in quarantine okay but still don't you like want to have sex with other people I think Jay Beebs is only saying this because he has had sex with so many other people. And he's like, oh, you know what I could do without? It's like, no, you can't. No, you're only saying that because you went to strip clubs with your dad when you were 16. Oh, did he? Did he really? Actually, yeah. I feel like I did hear that story. You're right. You're right. Okay, well, we'll get all into that. Also, now there's a company. If you are going on a Zoom date, they've got physical body enlargements for you. I think this is hysterical. I want to know like what you think about this. We've got Dr. Loomis coming on from Barnard Medical Group. Um, he is going to be talking about and answering all your questions on coronavirus. Did you all see the guy in Florida who was a complete non-believer of corona? Now he's got the rona-rona. I want to know. Now they're saying that mouthwash could be the secret alcoholic mouthwash mouthwash like rinsing t twice a day could be killing the coronavirus in your mouth and then saving the rest of us i want to ask him about mouthwash i want to ask him how close we are to a vaccine has he ever met dr fauci as you know i'm still in love with the fauci um and also they're a plant-based practice so when you come in and you uh become a patient of theirs they actually help you eat better which most doctors never treat so i'm curious about that too Ooh, he'll be on later that is really good it, it's, it does start with the diet i agree and then um, we're both, are you obsessed with Machine Gun Kelly? I'm, I'm often obsessed with Machine Gun Kelly now because of Bird Box not, movie. I don't know. I was really attracted to him in that. 
Because of Bird Box, yes. But he reminds me of, um, you know, the guy uh, on SNL, the one, the really skinny one. He's just skinny with tattoos. That's Pete all Davidson. Yes. Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, we'll we'll talk about that because apparently now he's seeing this big um, Hollywood actress, and I love these two together. And again, maybe I'm just encouraging people to cheat because she's actually married. So I don't know with what's children. Wrong with me. All right, we'll talk about that. I want to thank our sponsors. Um, also, I want to find out you're you're in Ocean City um, now. I see that there's like what is this Ocean City bar that's doing like um, what, tube bumpers or something? Yeah, I want to talk about that. So hilarious. Yes, and we saw this on the news and we passed by it and we're like, they're actually doing this. It's great. I want to talk about that And then also I'm watching Dead to Me If you guys are not watching Dead to Me And The Last Dance with Michael Jordan I don't know what you're watching The best shows we're going to talk about over the weekend Shout out to Sahir Oh my god, Sahir, we freaking love you You are like fan number one You are like a stan You know, you stan when you All the stans Right there (laughs) (laughs) Alexandra, love you Uh, Sandy's on this morning, thank you Uh, Oh my god, is it Matei? Matei Lisa is on. Thank you guys so much. Start a watch party right now. Share the show. That's just my dog freaking out in the background. Don't mind that. It's just a zoo here. Um, Anyway, share the show right now. We are live on YouTube, on Periscope, on Facebook. Uh, Share on your own page or start a watch party. Tell a friend about the podcast. Uh, Real quick, I want to thank Talkspace. I absolutely love us. Some Talkspace. Guys, the best way to support this show is to support our sponsors. Being home so much, especially during a crisis like this, can be a breeding ground for anxiety. Don't I know it. My mind is its just a mental case, guys. It really is. Without the stability of our normal daily routine, the mind can fill with the worst case scenarios. Check! What ifs and worries. You may feel lonely, but you are not alone. And as you guys know, we are all adjusting to the new normal. It is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace Online Talk Therapy is more committed than ever to expanding access to support for anyone who is struggling. With Talkspace, you get the support of a licensed therapist from the safety of your home. And you can reach out from your device whenever something is on your mind. You can send your therapist texts, audio, picture, or video messages from your phone or computer 24-7 as much as you need. Everything happens within Talkspace's secure platform all on your very own schedule. Talkspace matches you with a licensed therapist based on your needs and preferences. They have thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, and relationship issues. Hello, we've got them all. The bottom line? You deserve support and don't have to struggle on your own. Your Talkspace therapist can be your dedicated support system, there to help you feel healthier and more empowered, even in these very uncertain circumstances. As a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month on Talkspace. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use code FRASE, that's F-R-A-S-E, to get $100 off your first month and show your support for this show. That is FRASE and Talkspace.com. Also, hello, very excited. We are now working with Phil Donahue and Marlo Thomas. Um, Phil Donahue was my inspiration for wanting to become a talk show host. For real, let me just position this on my shoulder. I'll just hunch it up here. (laughs) Um, Phil Donahue and Marlo Thomas just wrote a book. I am honored, 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 and we're trying to get them on the show this week, that they chose the Hey Fresh podcast to work with because they just wrote a book, What Makes a Marriage Last? And it's all these big Hollywood couples sharing their stories. I've been reading it. So everybody from Jamie Lee Curtis, Viola Davis, Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox has been married an eternity, you guys, in Hollywood. I literally think he and Tracy Poland have been married Oh my God, I don't know, 40 years. Chip and Joanna Gaines are in here. Neil Patrick Harris, yes, Elton John. Okay, love Elton. LL Cool J and Simone Smith, his longtime wife. Did you guys even realize that LL Cool J is married? Uh, When I saw him in concert, he would bring out like a dozen roses, get down on all his knees, and then like serenade the women and give them roses. Not anymore, guys. He's been married. So this book is available on Amazon, basically Target, everywhere where books are sold. It's What Makes a Marriage Last?, Marlo Thomas, Hollywood royalty, Phil Donahue. I was watching old clips of his on YouTube. If you guys want to see a talk show that like literally probably could never be made today, it's epic. I'm going to leave this right here. I love this book. It's so good. Um, I was looking at his clips. So he literally used to do, he uh, the show that I found, 
Marilyn Manson was on and they were talking about like um, head banging and um, oh my God, I don't know. What was it that people used to do? Like ska dancing or whatever. And Phil Don, he was like, what is this new rage of dance that could kill teenagers? It was epic. Then he also had this story. Do you guys think this would ever work on a talk show today? He has, he has a clip on YouTube that says mulatto woman passes as white. And then it talks all about how she would pass as white and and then, you know, when she came out and she was actually mixed race, like the black community wouldn't accept her. I'm just like, I don't even know if you could do these shows today. Anyway, needless to say, they don't talk about any of that in the book. <laughs> it's what makes a marriage last. It's all Hollywood stories. You guys will love it. I love them so much. If Phil Donahue comes on the show, I won't be able to control myself. He was my inspiration for becoming a talk show host. I, I pray him. he comes on because I want to I want to see that. Girl, what are all your thoughts about Hannah Brown from The Bachelor? Using the N-word on live stream. And now look, I don't even follow Hannah Brown, but I'm wondering if I should because this, this, she is a hot mess express. Who would do this? She is a disaster master. Okay, first of all, do you know how she was like doing insensitive TikToks? Like everyone was in isolation and she was on some island just like doing TikToks and not social distancing. She was with all the other castmates. Like it was like a group of bachelor people and they were all hanging out and people were wondering, what are you guys doing? Okay, so now she's insensitive times 10 says the n-word on a live stream and now she's apologizing for it and saying like i'm really sorry i just like didn't know has she lived under a rock for the past generation i don't understand like who hello does this i know well and people i mean are calling her ass out rightfully so I, again i don't really follow hannah brown i bet a lot of people on here are big fans aside from clay who's going hannah who <laughs> Well, I, me too, but everyone's obsessed with The Bachelor except for AJ and me. AJ and I are literally, or she was The Bachelorette. Thank you, Allison. Yes, yes. AJ and I are the only two people that do not watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette. But anyway, Hannah is getting so much flack, as she should. She started singing um, a DaBaby song on her IG live and then use it, drops the N-word for the song. Who does that? I don't understand these people that don't even have a filter when they're on live. Like, does she not know that thousands of people follow her? Hundreds of thousands? It's it's insensitive, and it's just a lack of, like, awareness. But I just feel like you... She, then she can't possibly care. You know what I'm saying? She's so like, I just goofy. don't think... I don't think she cares. Like, I don't think she gets that it's, it's um, offensive. I don't think she understands oh. it. Which is probably the worst part, right? Because you get, at least when somebody says they're sorry and they know what they did is wrong. But her, yeah, it's like, I think it went over her head. Sad um, to say. Melinda says, I like Melinda's comments. Dude, she's a beauty pageant contestant. She knows. I'm sure she does know. Anyway, she put on her story like how sorry she is and she owns it and all that. Hey, can I ask you this too? Do you, is it just you or, or, or is it just me? Or do you find like TikTok is kind of low-key racist? Like people do a lot of sort of low, I think subtle racist things on there. Or is it just me? Maybe I'm like way too sensitive about it. No, I definitely do think there's like, some really sketchy things going on because they'll push more videos to the top if they're like skinny, like they're, they're insensitive in a lot of ways, not only just the racist card. Like there, there's a lot of sketchy stuff going on. Yeah. I, it's so weird to me because I feel like people are maybe more, I think because people's stuff gets viewed so much, like nobody knows the algorithm, right? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Cause like once you scroll past a video, yeah, you can scroll back, but then it's gone really, unless you like follow that person. So I don't know. Right. I feel like it's it's an interesting platform that people are more um, okay. Wait, too classy for you says it's mega racist. I think it is too. Like I I oh my god. I think it is too. I'm like blown away at some of this stuff. And then people like race bait you big time on TikTok. They're like, here's what I hate about white people. And then they like then they play a little song or do a dance, and then they're like nothing. And you're like, oh, fuck. what? Like, and they, 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 you know what I mean? They fool you into thinking that they're racist. And then they, yeah, it's so, they oh, everybody does that now on there for likes and for follows and stuff. And I'm just like, why am I watching this crap? Why am I watching all these 14-year-olds? And recently on TikTok, a bunch of 14-year-olds have started following me. Oh, God. And they just are the most obnoxious thing. They're like, can you make me viral? I'm like, bitch, I'm trying to make myself viral. Why am I, you know, like, get off of my page. And they're 14. You go to their page, literally. My God, they still, they have like a unibrow. They haven't even learned how to pluck. And they're there. Can you make me viral? No, I only right. have 7,000 followers, bitch. Let's not shit on the 14-year-old, Sarah. Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 
Isn't that terrible? And now I find myself trying to do content for a 14-year-old, and I think, this should be illegal. Why am I thinking about what these kids are going to like? That's I wrong. have no idea. The, 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 the thing you need to do is just give less of an F. Also, we always say That's we it. hate TikTok, but it actually sneaks into our conversation every single show. Oh, it's the best platform ever. It's the best platform. I, I, I love it. And you know why I love it is because they actually cut your ass off at 60 seconds. I'm so tired of going on now, whatever, Facebook, and it's everyone's medical mysteries and everyone, <laughs> like, long ass thing. After three sentences, I'm done. I don't read any of your stuff. Like, then you'll click on a video on Facebook. It'll be five or six minutes. Who's going to watch five or six minutes? Why do you guys think I cut the show off at 35 minutes? Because we don't want to hear ourselves talk after that. Like we're over shorter is better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Clay says you just lost your fourteen-year-old huge fourteen-year-old demographic. I know. So many of them overnight. I got super excited. I got one hundred and fifty-nine follows on TikTok, which n- does not happen on any other platform. By the way, I usually lose one hundred and fifty-nine people overnight on Instagram, yes. not on TikTok. But then I scroll through, and all these kids have a unibrow. They've never seen tweezers. They have little faux mustaches going because they're just hitting puberty. And they're like, can I you mean, tell me about your favorite celebrity that you've interviewed? But th- that's the videos you do. So aren't you looking for those questions? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I am. <laughs> and then they follow that up. Okay, fine. You know what? I'll give it for that 14-year-old was good. And then they follow up with, can you go to my page and like all my videos? No, I can't. I'm busy trying to create shit that you'll like. Get off my page. Anyway. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, side. Side rant. Anyway, Hannah Brown. Does anyone know her? Does anyone care about her? <laughs> Hannah Brown. I, I'm over her. I was never into it. Like I said, we're not into the Bachelorette or Bachelor anyway. So I, you know, I'm I'm over it. I'm over it too. So Frasiacs and uh, Lopeziacs. I almost said lesbian acts for you. Like I don't. Know Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> awesome. Love to hear it. <laughs> you know, lesbian acts and Frasiacs. The lesbian acts are AJ's fans. But I'm going to tell you right now, you guys, I'll let you in on a secret. Lesbian women love AJ. And, th- and I can understand why. She, you're hot as hell. No, but I get scared that I give off very masculine energy. And I go, oh, maybe that's why Schmiggy likes me. Because he's like the feminine energy to my masculine energy. <laughs> Is that what's happening here? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I've been, walking, I've been watching Michael Jordan's Last Dance. And you have hands like MJ. I mean, they are massive. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Two, two overall underlying themes of the Hey Fresh podcast. TikTok sucks. And my hands and feet are large. <laughs> How big are your feet? How big are your feet? You've got MJ hands. Have you ever tried to, you know, hand a basketball? Palm a basketball. Palm palm a basketball. I think think I'm just shy of like a half an inch, but I can almost, I can do it for like five seconds, Uh, then it drops. You are amazing. You are amazing. Too bad I never got into basketball. I was always the forward, and then they made me the center, and then I was never fast enough to be the front, so it just didn't work out. Dude, you could have been the Scotty Pippen of like, I mean, <laughs> seriously, of like the Mystics. Like you could have been the, the Scotty Pippen of the Mystics. Wait. Like you are, you are, you are how tall? Like, and when you go out in heels, you are so striking. And it's like, honest to God, it's like this beautiful model in the midget, you know, podcasters. It's like, <laughs> I come up, I'm all five, three, even in heels. And she's stunning and gorgeous and long and tall. And it's honestly the midge and the model is really what we should rename this podcast. It's funny that you forget all the times that men have hit on you and no one has talked to me. They're all out for you, Sarah. I'm not even kidding. You know exactly. Yeah. But who do I attract? I mean, I just attract, <laughs> Lord, people that, people that I don't even know. Who? No, I attract older men because I give off daddy issue vibes. That's the thing. And everywhere we go, if there's an old rich white guy, he's on me like white on rice. It's just like instantaneous. And okay. I'm a flirt. So what do I do? I flirt with them. You are a flirt, and they love it. I want to talk about the picture that you posted of you and Schman. Now, did you guys get oh. into a fight, and he asked you to post something, or was that really how you feel? The yin <laughs> to the yang. That was a really cute post. Okay, you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. No, I, I told you this, and I don't have the right words to articulate, but I am going, I'm going through something behind the scenes, and I'm going to be okay. really honest. Okay, okay, really honest. So you guys know I was on Dr. Oz last week for this Mansion Murder podcast that I did four years ago, right, about the Savopolis family, and all of a sudden in doing that, I should have been so excited to be on Oz's platform, have him on our show, all this stuff, right? Yes. And I felt like total crap after I did that interview. I, I really did, because at this point, I feel like... Like I'm just exploiting. Like I, 
I feel like I am continuing to exploit like the Savopolis family. Like I hated doing that. Not when I was started doing that investigative podcast, because I truly thought our intention was to find out if somebody else had done been involved and did the D.C. Police Department drop the ball. But that's not true. They didn't. Darren went is the only person involved. So I don't know why it hit me after four years, because I was telling you this earlier today and you were like it. After four years, like it's, it's just hitting you now that this could be a problem. But I, I think that this time during quarantine, you and I have been exploring so much about ourselves, and I think other people are doing that. And I was like, wow, I never want to produce content again on one of my platforms that deliberately, I think, would hurt somebody. And what I'm saying by that is the Savopolis family never came to us and said, hey, we, could you investigate this? Because there's a lot of families out there that they're, they never got police um, help investigating their murder. They never, um, you know, it, like there wasn't DNA testing for whatever reason, right? They did not get the help. That family never wanted help. They didn't want any press. And yet we kind of continued to explore that story. And I think, you know, we started out with good intentions, but then once it was clear, only one person did it. They did not want police. They did not want the media involvement. You know, they never right. spoke to us. Their friends didn't speak to us. Their, their neighbors didn't speak to us. It's like, I just, I hated doing that. And I don't know. I mean, it's a great lesson because I think for me, I still need to reflect on it. And we want to raise the bar of our content and show like we want to replace call her daddy podcast and just basically talk more about blowjobs. But anyway, <laughs> you know, so, like basically that's what we want to do, you know? So anyhow, uh, I just don't ever want people to have an experience like that again on something I'm a part of, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. And so know. Dan has kind of helped you. He, he He's good at talking. Okay. So back to Dan. <laughs> okay. Sorry. You asked me about Dan in this post. So Dan, what I love about my husband is Dan will call me on my crap like all the time. So this is, this is the picture that I posted over the weekend. I love so the what picture. I love is I will talk to Dan about a lot of my feelings and Dan, you know, a lot of people have somebody in their life that will like ride or die for them. Like whatever they're going through, like if they steal, if they lie, like they've got a co-conspirator. My husband's the opposite. He's like, do you think it's time for you to apologize? <laughs> I didn't really think about that, but that's an interesting uh, take. He just, I think what I love so much about him and I hope for other people that they find in a partner is he just sort of, I don't know. He doesn't always like defend me, but he does. If that makes sense. He always has my best interest, but I think he's willing f to hold a mirror up to me and go, Hey, is this who you want to be? Is this like the standard that you want? And what I love so much about Dan is Dan, I think is a better person than I am in the sense that he holds integrity like in everything he does. And he's just not willing to compromise his integrity. Whereas I'm impulsive and I will do things and say things about people that gets me in trouble, which is also <laughs> what makes our show successful. But it sucks at times because I hate having that feeling of like bringing any unjust hurt on someone, you know? Okay, I got you. I, I see where the post comes from now. Yes, it was like a moment of clarity. You're like, well, I really appreciate Dan for holding me accountable. Yeah, exactly. And I think he is like the opposite. Like, I'm glad I didn't marry, you know, as you know, my whole dating history. You know, I broke <laughs> up with Dan. I wanted to date some other like hot people that were spontaneous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I've, I might have had some indiscretions along the way. And <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't end up with those people because I can't imagine I'm like such a lit match. I can't imagine being with another lit match because I feel like I would completely just be Dennis Rodman, which isn't terrible. But in the end, it's not always great. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I completely understand. I love it. It is the yin to your yang. Anyway, look, I, I'm really sorry that this episode has now turned into my own self-talk space. Like, basically, hi, Sarah for Talk Space. And now I've just used up our 35 minutes <laughs> to talk about my mental health issues. Anyway, so that was what the reason for my, my post. is I, You know, I'm just so grateful that I have him because I feel like he pushes me to be a better person. Like, he... Well, yeah. And he's, like, just a way better person, I feel like, than, like, I could be. Because I just... No, Sarah, you impulsive. keep working on yourself. You keep working on yourself. <laughs> you know how I am. 
I'm too impulsive. Like I will, it's just like today, right? I'm like, oh, it, now I'm trying to be deliberate in the content we put out. But TMZ put up Mark Zuckerberg, a picture of him like in college and then a picture today. And they're like good jeans or good docs. And he has yellow teeth in both. And I said, do you all know how I can send him a teeth whitening kit? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm such a bitch. Like it's this the guy. But that's the stuff, that's the immediate thing that comes to mind. Y'all, he's a billionaire. Why has he got yellow chompers? I know so many people that are well off that they just completely ignore the teeth area. Why is can, that? Can someone hop on here who's a billionaire and tell me why y'all have yellow teeth? It's anyway, like, but I think to myself, yes, go on. Oh, no, they're, they're just too busy, you know, making money that they can't even hi, uh, buy a whitening kit. It's called Crest White Strips. You can get it at Rite Aid or any drugstore. I know. Um, we're going to have Dr. Loomis on here from Barnard Medical Center, who I absolutely love. They're amazing. You know, Dr. Barnard went viral on What the Health documentary probably about four years ago that was all plant-based. So we're going to have him on in a few minutes. But I want to ask you, lightning round, a, a series of, you know, some stories and get your opinion. So you are in Ocean City. Are people practicing wearing masks, wearing gloves, social distancing? So... The boardwalk is packed, and I see half of the people wearing masks. A couple of the bars are open, but it is really crazy how only half of the population that I see are wearing masks. Now, everyone is so far being okay with social distancing. Like, people are still, like, in large groups walking together, but I think the large groups are staying away from each other. So it is good. I'm noticing some social distancing. Now, the bars have just opened. Fishtails, if you guys know, it's right on the boardwalk, and they've got these inner tubes that are six-feet distance inner tubes. I'm going to try to bring up a picture right now, but it's Okay, so yeah, yeah. It's so funny. It's really innovative, I think, that they're trying to, like, open these bars back up. And you would you would imagine, like, okay, how are they going to do that? This is how they do it. Look at these tubes right here. So they've got these tubes that are also tables. I mean, you've got you've to scream to your friends, right? So wait, they give every individual one of these? Like, you can't get yes. in these with your friend? No, you can't. Wow. I mean, it would make sense if you could, but I think it's only just one person fits in that hole in the center. Wow, that's a great way to social distance. That is super funny. I love it. Yes. So the owner of Fishtails has implemented this, and she's trying to help other bar owners do the same thing, which is super funny. And now, we passed by, and it didn't look this bad. Like, it looked like two tubes. And I was like, all right, we got to get some more people over there. <laughs> are, what are you and your family personally? Like, are you guys willing to go to a bar yet? Oh, as soon as I came down here, my parents were like, there's a bar that's open. We need to go and see what it's like. And then we, ne we never ended up going. We just ended up sitting in our back. It's so easy just to go in the back porch and just drink there. Y'all, I, I don't think I could go to a bar yet. Really? I don't, don't think, think I so? can. No. I mean, I'm still so like, aren't you so nervous? I just, we were talking about the guy yeah. in Florida, the Uber driver in Florida, who completely was like on his social media. This is a hoax. Um, you know, we shouldn't have to wear a mask. We shouldn't have to wear gloves. He and his wife have coronavirus down in Florida. He is issuing a stark warning. It's the front page of the New York Post today. He's basically saying, take this seriously. My wife and I, my wife was on a ventilator. I know it sucks for businesses. I want to support business, but I don't think I'd go out in a bar yet. So when do you think? You're going to wait maybe two, three more weeks? A month? Oh, I was thinking two or three more months. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking. I, I, people are asking how the tube thing works on a first date. Great idea. I guess you got to lean way over to try to make out. It's a virtual make out. It's a virtual you make out. Be, yeah. Yeah. Who wants to be making out these days during quarantine? A lot of people, Sarah. Some of us are not living with our significant others, okay? <laughs> Look, it, my, but mine is not glamorous because my room sits, like, next to... My mom's headboard is on one side of the wall. Ours no, is on the other. No, okay. Yeah, no, I I'm thought, kidding. I thought I'm not, your mom lived on another floor. No, we all live... I'm doing a vlog of life in Maine for our Patreon page. <laughs> girlfriend, girlfriend, wait until you see how close we sleep at night. You need it, to move the direction of the bed the other way so the headboard is not facing her wall. <laughs> it's not normal. Okay, would you say Justin Bieber, 26 years old, puts out over the weekend he wishes that he had not lost his virginity prior to meeting his wife, that he would have remained celibate if he could do it over again. Do you feel the same way? I used to think that. I used to think that it was the best thing to do was to wait. But now, as I've ha I've been in relationships, I know that it's so important. Like, the sexual chemistry is very important. And I don't know. Of course, I feel like Justin Bieber is saying this because he's experienced strippers and hookers. And he's like, you know what? I could have done without those. Well, he's already married now <laughs> after the fact that he hooked up with, like, 10,000 people, you know? 
but he also is like this have this newfound spirituality about him. You you realize that, right? Like <laughs> BS. BS. I agree. BS. <laughs> Well, it's BS. It's BS. Who who feels this way? I mean, honestly, why isn't he out there using his platform to find a cure for herpes? I mean, that's what we want. Like, no. Who feels this way? I, I think now I'm so lucky to have Schman as I tell you guys, you know, hopefully not too obnoxiously. But I'm like, oh, my God, if I had to do over again, I'd be hooking up with so many more people. Well, I appreciate his... Maybe in a small way, he's actually preventing coronavirus because he's like, wait until marriage. And all these people are like going to wait to hook up with people during coronavirus. They're like, you know what? I can wait too, Jay Biebs. I think it's a great message. I'm always fascinated when people can do it because uh, Wilson, um, Russell Wilson and Sierra, they, yes. I think, initially had sex when they first met. And then they were celibate for like a year until they got married. And I'm so fascinated how people can do that. Because when we got married in the Catholic Church and we went to our Catholic classes, they had advised us to live like brother and sister up until our wedding, which I think lasted for like three days. And then we really couldn't. So. <laughs> And then you're like, you know what? This isn't fun. Now, Sarah, can you read in your angry voice that you used to do uh, Justin Bieber's caption? Because I think it's great. Dear Haley, as I lay here, you asleep next to me, I think to myself, how did I get so blessed? Your humility, joy, and desire to grow blows me away. I am honored to be your husband. I promise to love you all the days of our lives. Good night, Haley. I hope you read this in the morning and smile. You are for my forever. There it is. I don't know. That's my. That's my when when people review our show. You guys suck. (laughs) (laughs) This show has gone way downhill since Sammy K left. Yes. Anyways, is Sammy high on snacklins and writing these comments? (laughs) Hey, by the way, Sammy K and Snacklins got a monster shout out. Do you do you listen to Pardon My Take? My husband's obsessed with Pardon My Take podcast. Yep. Which is I don't even know. The guys are great, but I can't remember Big Cat and. A little oh cat? God, I don't know. <laughs> Big cat and little cat. Close enough. Big cat and little cat. Well, they had on um, Mark Cuban, and they asked Mark who his favorite uh, entrepreneur or favorite business was, the one that he's most excited about for this season. No, he said Snacklins. <laughs> he dropped Snacklins. Yes. Sammy K got monster shout out. Sammy K. I know. It's so, it's so amazing to see Sammy shine. Like, honestly, I remember. I'm happy for him. He, I remember when he and his business partner at the time would just smoke weed, take liquid THC, and then <laughs> yeah. try to make these things out of flour. And I was like, what are y'all cooking in this space? And they were always trying to get me to come over and do some sort of like promotional like, video. Taste test or promotional video. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, is anyone wearing a hairnet here? Like, I mean, what is going on? And then, dude, Mark Cuban dropping that on part of my take. His, his Instagram, the Snacklins IG, was going nuts yesterday. I was like, good going for you. nuts. And that just happened yesterday. Okay, that's insane. Insane, insane. But that's pretty cool. I mean, that Mark Cuban thinks that you're the, you have the most potential of all products on Shark Tank. That's pretty amazing. It's also insane that it's a healthy pork rind. Like, you would think it would be some crazy contraption that's saving the world. No, it's, it's Snacklins. It's, Vegan it's pork, pork rind. rind. Um, actually, this, this is probably a good time to bring in uh, Dr. Loomis. Because um, speaking of vegan and plant-based lifestyle, um, I'm a huge fan of Dr. Barnard. I've been to their medical center many times. I've actually been there for a physical. So they are unbelievable. We're lucky to have him today because I wanted to ask him um, some questions about where coronavirus stands. Also, Dr. Barnard's medical group and Barnard Medical is taking on new patients. So we're going to tell you how you can be make an appointment, become a patient, join them in their practice. Hi, Dr. Loomis. Hello. Nice to be here. Nice to have you with us. Thanks for joining. I call him the Nozempic Ben-On-Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I'm so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's 
MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. This is great. Yeah. Hey, we have a ton of questions for you. And we also, um, you know, any of our listeners joining on the live, if you have a specific um, question for Dr. Loomis, please ask whether it's in regards to plant-based lifestyle and health or coronavirus. But we're honored. You're actually the first doctor that we've had on in the time of coronavirus to kind of talk to us a little bit about health and then your practice. Can you tell us right now what your medical opinion is on like the reopening of states and, you know, what we know now about coronavirus, which I know this is a big question, but how are you feeling about where the virus is as far as testing and us working towards a vaccine? Well, you know, obviously the vaccine is going to take a while. Um, I think we're months away at best from that. As far as reopening, you know, I I share some of the same concerns you shared earlier about going out to bars and things like that. I, I just think it's too early to tell, Frank. Now, you know, that being said, I think that, you know, maintaining social distancing, wearing masks, if if you go out to a place that's open, sitting outside is very important as opposed to being stuck in a room with people. It does seem that, you know, the safest place to be is in the open air. Um, Yeah. I I personally would would have reservations, though, still uh, until we know more. I just think it's too early to to really understand what this is going to look like. And, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, there's some states that are going to serve as kind of a test case and see what happens now that they've reopened and see what happens Mm -hmm. to the cases. Dr. Loomis, what's your thought on because you obviously at at the Barnard Medical Center, you guys really focus on wellness and nutrition why do you think this virus is preying on people who are obese who are you know pre-diabetic or have had asthma why do you think it is just attacking people that have some health vulnerabilities like that well we know that um all of those conditions can adversely affect our immune system um which make us more susceptible uh COVID virus creates a lot of inflammation in the body. That's one for some people. The people that get really ill and end up in the ICU have, have profound uh, inflammation. It's almost like a hyperimmune response to, to the virus. We also know that many of these conditions, particularly obesity, type 2 diabetes, create chronic inflammation in the body. So that may be part of it, although we don't really understand uh, why some certain people with certain diseases uh, seem to be more susceptible. And, and by the way, that, you know, that's why maintaining a healthy lifestyle is so important because we know there's lots and lots of research suggested that a whole food, low fat, high fiber, plant-based diet combined with a healthy lifestyle, exercise, don't smoke, drink in moderation, get a good night's sleep, um, significantly uh, improve your both can be used to prevent, treat, and even sometimes reverse many of these chronic diseases. So that that's one reason that we feel that adapting a plant-based diet is so important and maintaining a healthy lifestyle is so important um, uh, for everybody, really. Um, where do you, One last question on coronavirus, and then we're getting some plant-based questions I want to ask you. But in your medical opinion, how much do you think at this point we do know about coronavirus? Because we still have like Dr. Fauci, who we greatly respect on this show, who I think is is just a leading voice, and Dr. Burks. They keep emphasizing we really don't know a lot about coronavirus still. We can't even really determine, did it come from animals? Did it come from a lab? We, we're not even certain about that. So from what you're hearing, do you still think this is a really big medical mystery, this virus? Well, the, I don't think the virus itself is a mystery. I, you know, they've 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 uh, been able to um, um, study the DNA and the RNA, the makeup of the virus, so, so we know what the virus is. As far as where it come, came from, the, the one of the problems is the coronavirus, like many viruses, has the ability to mutate. So it, there's already been reported, I think, thirty different strains um, um, uh, of, of the virus that have been reported, and, and and people have used that to kind of trace. So there was just a study that looked at. Uh, and, you know, where did the, the virus in, the, in New, most of the people in the U.S. got the virus from strains that look like they appeared in New York, for example. Um, so um, the other thing is we're learning every day. There's just been some research come out or some stuff come out about this multi-inflammatory syndrome in children. Yes. Uh, something that we're just learning about. And, and I think that because the coronavirus has the ability to infect many different kinds of, of cells in the human body, each of which can create a, um, a particular syndrome. So, you know, you can get direct inflammation of your heart, which can cause 
heart failure and fatal arrhythmias. You can get direct inflammation of your kidneys, which can cause kidney failure. It somehow affects our ability to blood, makes our more likely to our blood to clot. So we get these microscopic blood clots in our lungs. And, and, and just like with this, this new kind of inflammatory syndrome described with children, those are things we're, we're, we're already learning. We're, we're learning every day uh, new aspects of the virus. And the other issue, I think, is which is important over the long run, is we don't really understand what the, uh, how our bodies uh, develop immunity if and, and if, in fact, they do. Um, people haven't been well or recovered long enough to understand how long that immunity lasts, which may, you know, which may be one of the challenges with, it, with a vaccine, although hopefully not. We don't know if what the mutation rates are in the virus, uh, like yeah. in the flu, with flu, where, where you have to get a flu shot every year, and even then, sometimes it misses the mark. So we don't really know if, if coronavirus is going to end up like a flu-like illness, where, where you, you, know, you may not develop lifelong immunity, versus something like measles or, or mumps, where, in fact, uh, when you get mumps or measles or you get a vaccination in childhood, you're pretty much immune for the rest of your life. So those are all unknowns. Um, wow. But fortunately, there's a lot of research, a lot of studies People working very hard to understand this to help, you know, uh, going forward, make the world a safer place. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I mean, it is just amazing the research that is being done and so much in our area, which is really, you know, which is great. Um, Okay, you you know, Barnard Medical Center, I absolutely love. I've been there speaking of flu shots and had one. You guys are very plant based nutrition and we're already getting some questions such as animal protein versus plant based protein. Does the body process both the same? Yeah. So that, that's probably the biggest question I get. Where do you get your protein? Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm an endurance athlete. I did the flag behind me to celebrate my 60th birthday this uh, this past summer. I did Lake Placid Ironman. And, you know, I, I don't I never worried about my protein. And, and so an easy way to think about this, if you turn on National Geographic and you see a special on mountain gorillas or elephants is the first thing that you worry about is, oh, my God, where do they get their protein? Well, of course not. Those, those animals are herbivores. Some of the biggest, strongest animals on the planet are herbivores. Yes. And so proteins are just strings of amino acids. And when we consume them, no matter what the source, uh, our body breaks down the protein into the individual amino acids. We absorb those and then reassemble them to meet our body's needs, whether it be you know, repair, building muscle, whatever. So, in fact, there are absolutely no differences. And where did the protein again where did the protein in the animals come from when you eat a steak where did that protein come from it came from the grass that the cow ate right yeah wow so we're just the, the cow or the animal when we consume animal-based proteins the animal is just serving as the middleman for, for 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 the nutrition and in fact those animals have used all the good stuff, a lot of it, the fiber and the vitamins and the nutrients and the you know, minerals and the antioxidants to run their own machinery. And they concentrate those calories into protein and fat, which we consume. And because we're not starved for most of us, at least are not starved for calories anymore in the modern world. We have the ability in the Western world. We have we have the luxury, really, of skipping the middleman and going straight to the source of the nutrition. About because I hear this argument a lot, plant ba- plant based versus meat. A lot of people say, well, it really depends on the quality of your meat. So yeah, if you're eating meat that's injected with hormones and all that stuff, that's terrible for you. If you're buying you know massive bulk chicken breasts that are huge, but then people say, well, if you're buying really organic grass fed meats, um, that that's much better for you. What do you say to that? Well, um. You know, another way to think about this is, is, is to think about our food through the lens of nutrient density, right? So when we have extra money, we want to invest it in our financial future, and we're looking for a positive return on investment, a positive ROI, right? Well, that's how we should think about our calories, because every calorie that you put in your mouth is either an investment in your future health or it's not, right? And, and say you have 100 calories to invest in your health right this minute, and you can invest it in olive oil because you heard that was healthy, or you can invest it in a, a grass-fed you know, beef, or you can, which is, and so 100 calories is about an ounce, or you can invest it in broccoli, right? So let's say olive oil, 100 calories of olive oil. What do you get back? What, what do you get back for that investment? Well, you get fat. Yeah. That's it. Right? How much fiber? Zero. How about vitamin C? Zero. What about cancer fighting antioxidants, phytonutrients? You know, zero. So probably not a great return on your investment. 100 calories of grass fed beef or free range chicken. It's about an ounce. How much space does that take up in your stomach? Not very much. You're not going to be full. And what do you get back besides protein and fat? Well, nothing. 
There's no fiber. There's no, no potassium to lower your blood pressure and no cancer-fighting phytonutrients. 100 calories of broccoli, 12 ounces. It's a lot of broccoli. But that's really the point because when we eat these whole food plant-based sources of energy, they become calorically self-limiting. Yep. They lower our blood pressure. They prevent diabetes. And our nutrition return on investment is vast. We get fiber. There's almost as much protein in 100 calories of, of, of broccoli as there is in an egg, six, seven grams. You know, there's potassium, there's cancer-fighting wow. phytonutrients, et cetera. So if you start to think about food a little bit differently, um, and, and again, when we start to think about nutrient density, and then the other thing I think which is more and more important every single day is where did this pandemic come from? Probably came from the wet markets, right? Yeah. Um, many yes. pandemics, cow disease, swine flu, you know, on and on and on are, are vectors that are transmitted through animals. And then lastly is the impact that animal husbandry has on the environment. Um, we know that raising animals for food has a profound impact on land use, water use, climate change, exposures to environmental toxins in, in commercially raised animals that you already alluded to, you know, hormones and things like that. So, so we, you just don't need to eat animals to be healthy. Um, oh, and, so and, and I would argue, in fact, that, that, you know, the most healthful diet on the planet is, in fact, a whole food plant-based diet. Oh, that is so good. And it is so true how you connected it to coronavirus. Because, I mean, even when my, my parents used to raise goats, right? And even with goats that you're doing for meat goats, you know, you have to, like, wor- deworm them. They have to get, yeah. you know, they're so, they seem to carry so many, like, parasites. And so, right, right. you know, which I'm sure is probably because they're eating dirt and... <laughs> other things you know it's like but that's so fascinating that just really hit me when you said that it's like wow yeah animals seem to be very they do carry a lot of germs and disease and parasite and worms and okay now i'm really (laughs) i'm really fully on board uh aaron wants to ask you though i've tried vegetarianism and it always i've always feel hungry what protein do you suggest for someone that can't eat tofu well so Typically, when people feel hungry, uh, they're, they're not getting enough of one of two things, either enough fiber or enough protein. Those are the things that help us feel full. Okay. And, and again, I, I think that, um, you know, just as an aside, I think one of the problems we have in moderate, the way we think about nutrition today is, is we've stopped talking about food and we talk about what food's made out of. We worry about protein and carbs and fat and fiber. What we should be worrying about is food because when we eat food, those other things take care of themselves, right? Uh, you know, a whole food plant-based diet inherently is about 75% unprocessed carbs, about 15% protein, about 10% fat, which is right what exactly what your body needs. Fiber, 50 to 100 grams of fiber a day. So when we use things like, especially legumes, beans and lentils, true whole grains, you know, uh, fresh fruits, vegetables, all of those things are going to give you all the nutrition you need, plus they're going to make you feel full um, and, and sated after a meal. Oh, that's so... Uh, oh, go ahead, AJ. Yes, please. I just have one quick question following up with that is, what's the turnover? Like, how long does it take for your body to get used to it? Because I've been eating meat and I've I have not lived vegan for 25 years. Is there... Do I take like a process, like a slow... Like I do vegan for four days and then slowly become vegan? Well, so there's different strategies. I went plant-based in 2011 and, and I do kind of make a distinction between veganism and being plant-based. Okay. Right? So veganism oh. comes from an ethical place about, you know, compassion for animals, which is important. And I've certainly, I came to this from a health standpoint. I certainly have learned a lot about how animals are raised. I think we have a lot of cognitive dissonance around how our foods, where our food comes from. But um, but the, the sole dietary criteria in a vegan diet is just the presence or absence of animal product. There's a lot of really unhealthy stuff that's vegan, right? White flour is vegan, sugar is vegan, Dr. Pepper is vegan, Twizzler, you know, Oreos are vegan. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm t- what I'm talking about is vegan in the sense it doesn't have animal product, but it's whole, but it's it's minimally processed foods. Um, uh, it's whole foods, right, that go with it. Um, I went plant-based in 2011. I, I, I thought I was a smart guy. I graduated honors med school, trained at Washington University in St. Louis, thought I, you know, was was doing it was a great healthcare provider. I became a patient because you know for me eating a healthy diet in those days was you know not too much ice cream and not too many cheeseburgers and not too much pizza and you know I could kind of out exercise that I hurt my knee put on a bunch of weight became a patient. None of my doctors ever once talked to me about my diet. Saw forks over knives serendipitously laying on the couch, and I went plant based overnight. 
and lost 70 pounds and reversed all my chronic diseases. And again, fast forward, you know, doing Ironman triathlons at age 60. Um, um, The main thing you'll notice, most people will notice is is, uh, some gas and GI issues in the first few weeks, right? And that's not, that's because of gut bacteria, right? We got to regrow, we have to retrain, we have to get new gut bacteria to digest all this fiber and all that kind of stuff. Um, And some people find that a little bit uncomfortable. Certainly easing into it, um, you know, some people will do where you just say, pick a meal. So the first week or two, you're just going to worry about transitioning your breakfast. In the second week, you're just going to transition. Then you're going to transition your lunch. In the third week, you transition your dinner. So you eventually, you know, and, and then and then and then the last thing you worry about is going out and going to people's houses and, and restaurants and things like that. So that's another strategy that people use that that sometimes will 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 minimize some of the GI discomfort that comes with it. Um, especially for competitive athletes, you don't want to. You know, the movie Game Changers. Um, yes, people are referencing so I, that. I in that as well, and. Um, um, if you're a competitive athlete, you certainly probably would not want to jump into a plant-based diet whole, you know, hundred percent, especially during a, a competitive season because of the GI distress. Oh, this is so good. People, I, people, tons of questions. So I want to get to all these, but I want to ask you really quick, quickly, Dr. Loomis. And then I want to tell people where, cause you all are taking on new patients yeah. at your practice at Barnard yeah. Medical Center. Yeah. Um, what about organic versus non-organic? I, we eat a lot of plant-based with my husband, but it is kind of expensive. And we're thinking about, you know, we want to have a kid and we're like, all right, how are we going to do this with three children? Is it, yes. are you still getting nutrients if you're buying non-organic broccoli? So there are, you are getting nutrients uh, that, you know, new, that there's a lot of, that this whole thing about organic is a little bit confusing and, and a little bit complicated because, you know, the way organics defined. So say you have a field of broccoli here that's conventionally grown in a field next to it that's organic and the crop duster flies over and the wind's blowing this way, you know, is it really organic, right? Um, because of the crossover. Um, there, so so what I do personally is I take a fairly pragmatic approach. And so there's an organization called, the, a not-for-profit called the Environmental Working Group, EWG. And they go out every year and they buy up tons and tons of fruits and vegetables and they test them for pesticides and herbicides. And they publish every year the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen. Yep. The Clean 15, I don't worry about if it's organic or not. The Dirty Dozen, I always buy organic. And then the stuff in the middle, the stuff I eat a lot of, I tend to buy that more organic. Okay. Um, so that's the way I do it until we kind of know more. But as far as nutrients, so, so there's, so you have, it's really two questions. So one is the exposure to the pesticide herbicide residues. But then the second is the nutrition value. Um, you know, many of the, mon- the monocrop agricultural that's grown traditionally, you know, like tomatoes, for example, uh, ha- you know, the nutrition has been, and the flavor for that matter, yes. has been spread out of those. Yep. Uh, you know, red delicious apples and st- commercially grown strawberries. They don't taste like anything. Exactly. And so, and, and so, and because they, they've, because there's no genetic diversity, they've lost the ability to fight off these, you know, uh, bugs and viruses that plants get. So that's why you have to use more of the pesticides and herbicides. Huh. So going more toward heirloom, um, you know, not non-GMO, non-organic, I mean, uh, organically grown foods. Not only does it are you not exposing yourself to these chemicals, you may in fact uh, be uh, getting more nutrition, more phytonutrients, antioxidants from the more uh, from the more um, again heirloom type. Um, fruits and vegetables that you can get, say, at a farmer's market. Oh, this is so fascinating. Guys, if you're just joining our live, Dr. Loomis is with us from Barnard Medical Center. They are taking on new patients, and they have a focus on plant-based living your wellness. It's an amazing practice located in Northwest D.C. in Washington. I I go there. I've been there. They're amazing. And I've had the opportunity to interview Dr. Barnard, who's just terrific. So you can make an appointment. And also, they're doing a Kickstart app with their 21-day vegan Kickstart app. Dr. Loomis, can you tell us a little about that? That app sounds great. Yeah, so we have a program online. It's free. You download the app, and and it gives you guidance on how to transition to a plant-based diet over 21 days. Um, It has recipes and tips and things like that. And as far as – so right now, our clinic, we're doing um, 100% telehealth. Um, We actually have – can see patients. uh, We we have providers that can see patients in New York, California, 
Missouri, Great. Uh, Massachusetts, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Um, we have dietitians that you can see. Um, to if, even if you don't want to trans- come here as a patient, uh, with a referral from your primary care doctor, we can have you, we can do um, 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 medical nutrition therapy or it's a dietary consultation uh, in those same states, plus uh, Colorado, one of our uh, dietitians is in, in licensed in Kentucky, Arizona, um, um, and, and, and so if you go to our website, uh, barnardmedicalcenter.org, um, you'll get all of the information you need about how to make an appointment and what insurance plans we accept. And, and awesome. That was a question people wanted to know what medical, and I know I've been there, so I know you guys accept insurance, but I know yeah. you can do that all pre over the phone or on the website right. and find out. Yeah. Um, just kind of some rapid fire questions for you, Dr. Loomis. We're so grateful for your time today. We know you're busy. Uh, Will wants to know, can you trust uh, companies that are actually say that they're using plant-based protein and not synthetics? What's your thought on that? And I'm assuming this is like when you do like whey protein, right? For a shake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And- so, I mean, honestly, I'm not a big fan of these kind of protein supplements. If you get enough food, if you get enough calories, you're going to get enough protein. And what's interesting about athletes, you know, when I'm training for an Ironman, I'm not taking in 1,800, 2,000 calories. I'm taking in 4,000 calories, right? Mm. So what happened to my protein intake? What's well, doubled? So it's not protein that I needed to worry about. It was calories I needed to worry about, right? So I'm not a huge fan of, of these protein isolates. Yeah, I get it. And if, if you're using them as a meal replacement as opposed to a, a supplement, th- there might be some utility in that. Um, but, but, you know, using the, um, um, you know, pro- pea protein isolate, soy isolate, hemp, protein isolate. I, I think they're okay. Although again, I, I'm a big fan of food. Real yeah. food. Yep. Yeah. Um, what about Melinda asks, are eggs still good to eat or only egg whites? What are your thoughts? Well, so again, um, back to the nut- the nutrient density answer I gave earlier, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Right. So hundred calories of egg, what do you get out of that besides protein and cholesterol for eating the yolk? Well, you get nothing. Right. You're not getting much out of it. Right. 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 And you're exposing yourself potentially to antibiotic residues and chemicals from that because we have to treat the chickens and hormones and things like that. I mean, we just don't need eggs um, to, to be healthy and especially egg, <laughs> egg you know, especially the yolks and stuff. I mean, you know, there's a lot of cholesterol. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. It's true. And, you know, you think you're going to miss these foods, but as someone who my husband's completely plant-based and I do, I do it pretty regularly. I might eat meat like once a week and I'm working to get away from that. But, you know, it's funny after a while you don't miss all this stuff. You really don't. It's like you substitute with other great things. One last question from you for Allison. Any tips that you guys can (laughs) offer? She's got a husband who does not want to go plant-based or vegan. So she gave it up because she got tired of making separate dinners. I I imagine you hear that (laughs) often from people. Um, you know, their family members don't want to do it. You guys, do you guys have any tips for that? Well, uh, you know, I had to do that when I, when I went plant-based, I have three sons and, uh, back in, I was in St. Louis and they were, they were still in high school at the time. And, uh, you know, they, 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 they had no interest whatsoever in being plant-based. So, you know, I would, I would just kind of trick them. Right. So I would make like, I would yes. make like chili and I would just, I would cut up tempeh or something like that and put it in there. Or I would just leave the meat out. Or I'd make a stew and leave out the chicken and put in, in chickpeas, right? So I I, I used I, I used foods that were, um um, um I, I made dishes that were hearty and tasty. And then you know my son would bust my chops. He'd say, "Oh, after a second bowl of chickpea soup," he'd say, "That would have been better with chicken." I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." Right? <laughs> so, so um, yeah, this is a place too where transitional foods, where where some of these more processed plant based foods make come into play as a transition food, right? So like Beyond Burger, um, Impossible Burger, uh, you know, from a health standpoint, still pretty high high fat, fair amount of process. But as as you're getting kind of transitioning through that, you know, from a meat eater, uh, omnivore, more toward a plant-based diet, I think those foods do play a role. Yeah. And they do taste, you know, nowadays you can get some amazing cheeses and and meat that taste like meat. Yes. Um, and so, so using those to help as you're kind of transitioning through is also very, I think, a great way uh, to introduce more plant-based foods. The other thing is, you know, pick a meal, like do Meatless Monday. Um, 
you know, maybe vegan before six. So your breakfast and lunch is vegan and then you, you know, you have a little meat. And so these, these are strategies you can use to kind of transition through, um, um, to a more healthful plant-based diet because every, every step you take is a step in the right direction. Yes, right? absolutely. So, you know, if, if you're eating meat, you know, 21 meals a week and you cut it down to five, you're going to be healthier. The planet's going to be healthier. It's not, it may not be optimal, but, but it's certainly better. And so, and I think when people start to experience how much better they feel, oh, yeah. um, you know, it's hard to go back. I can tell you. Oh, Dr. Loomis, you've been amazing. We've taken way more time from you than we even anticipated. I want people to make an appointment. People are loving the information that you're giving. We're going to have to have you back because people have even more questions. Um, and you can call and make an appointment too at 202-527-7500. Even if you're not in the D.C. area, Barnard Medical Center is seeing patients really nationwide in many, many other states. And you had mentioned, Dr. Loomis, that the website is... Tell us again the website people can... Well, you, you can link it through PCRM.org, which is the parent organization, or BarnardMedicalCenter.org. Fantastic. Thank you All again. Right. Yes, we will be checking in with you. Thanks, Dr. Loomis. We'll talk to you soon. Right. Thank you. Bye. Right. Bye. 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 All right, Andrea Lopez. Um, we will see everybody back here tomorrow. We may have a very special guest we're excited to announce. Where can people find you and follow you, Age? You're amazing. You guys know at Andrea Lopez Comedy, TikTok, and Instagram. She's the best at Guys, please check out Dr. Loomis at Barnard Medical Center. They're seeing people nationwide start getting healthier. I mean, we're all, look, we got to protect ourselves against these darn viruses, y'all. Not, no I guess I'm not having today. eggs after the, I always go eat eggs after the show. Not any viruses. <laughs> Bye, you guys. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.